0: I'm Katie Tremonti, and this is the Original Design Restored Podcast. We've just wrapped up four episodes on the gospel arc, working from creation through the fall, through redemption, through restoration, and really looking at what happens in each of those pieces, how those connect, and what it feels like to really sit in each one of those parts of the gospel. And we engaged This story on the Original Design Restored podcast, because it's one of the foundational pieces that we look at at an ODR intensive where we really create the framework for how transformation happens. At Original Design Restored, our main aim is to facilitate transformation. And we truly believe that transformation happens, actual transformation, change from the inside out, deepen your soul, by the power of god and the way to gain access to the power and presence of god is through this gospel arc is through understanding this story and really understanding what happened and is happening and how humanity can be reconnected to god so i'm just going to revisit that gospel arc briefly and then talk a little bit about why that is significant to us so what we were talking about is At creation, there is massive creativity. There is rhythm and order. There are parameters set in place. And then there is this ease about humanity and God interacting with each other and really humanity existing in the presence of God and that being normal. And then we hit the fall reality and everything breaks apart. There is a third party, the enemy of God out to destroy all that God has created and all the good and beauty that God is about. And he really deceives humanity. And humanity chooses to believe the enemy rather than God. And really the enemy is causing humanity to question, is God good? Does he have the best for you? Is he out for your good? Can you trust him? And humanity chooses to question that and follow what the enemy is saying instead and step out of the parameters that God has established, which ironically was one very small parameter. They had access to so much abundance. And he said, just don't do this one thing. And humanity chooses that thing and it creates a fracture from then forward for all humanity. So the first man and woman enter at creation, but every human after that moment, after the the fracture of the fall, then enters the world at the reality of the fall. So the world is now affected by the fall reality. And we see it everywhere around us, death, decay, dysfunction, destruction, darkness, Sin, we feel it in ourselves. Sin, hiding, shame, blame, fear. That is a reality that is familiar. There is a separation between God and man. There is struggle. And out of this place, death enters the story. And in that fall reality, God begins to make a plan for a rescue. Because he loves us. He loves people. He loves humans. And so he creates a rescue plan. and That rescue plan is Jesus. And the reason Jesus is significant is because Jesus was a real man in real time, in real history, who is fully human and came to walk on the earth. But he was also fully God and he lived a perfect life, which was necessary to reconnect God and man. And so he was a sacrifice to buy back humanity from the kingdom of the enemy. From the kingdom of darkness. When Jesus dies on the cross and then grapples with the enemy. Battles with the enemy to purchase back humanity. And to create a pathway for peace. To repair the rupture between God and man. When that happens, that is the moment of Redemption. So every person who says, yes, Jesus, I call in the name of the Lord. You are ultimate Jesus. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. That person then enters this gospel arcs in this portion that is redemption. We have creation. We have fall. Every person enters at the fall and then redemption is available as a gift for humanity. To be reconnected back to God. To be transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of Jesus. To experience forgiveness of sins and the repair of the rupture that happened in the fall reality. And to exist in the presence of God by the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that is redemption. And this rescue plan, this opportunity for redemption, happens because God loves us. It's not just transactional. It's not something that we have to earn. It is a gift. It is nothing that we can do. We cannot make our way back to God. I cannot make my own way back to God. And then when I take my life and really just reach out to Jesus and say, please help me, please transfer me from darkness to life and light I have the opportunity to engage in ongoing restoration of my life. And then to participate in the restoration that God is doing on this earth. And in that restoration piece, God is showing a new way to live. He is making things new. He has freedom for us. He invites us to join in meaningful work with Him. He says we are His masterpiece and that He has good works planned for us to do, not out of striving and earning His love, but because He wants to invite us to join with Him in the beauty and good He is about in this restoration part of the gospel. So that is the story of the gospel. When we are willing to face the effects and the reality of the fall in our own lives and bring them under the authority of Jesus in redemption and ask God for a new way to be in restoration, we are engaging in the process of transformation. And in the following episodes, a little bit down the road, we are going to be talking about how transformation happens and looking at practical ways to engage transformation in our life. There are, at the ODR Intensive, we engage in three key areas that need transformation. and So we talk about the lies that we've believed needing transformation, the wounds we've received, needing transformation, and the sin that we've done, needing transformation. And I think if you will sit in this for a minute, each of those things, lies, wounds, sin, are all realities of the
1: fall. And I think if you sit for a moment in this and really allow God's presence to interact with you right now, there are lies that you believe. There are wounds you've received and there's sin you've done. Those things really truly need the power and presence of God to experience transformation, healing, wholeness, and freedom.
0: And God's made a way for that to happen because of Jesus. Because of Jesus' life, death, Resurrection because he battled the
1: enemy and he beat death. And now there is power to face and restore the darkness that exists in me, the dysfunction that exists in me, the lies that I've believed, the wounds I've received, and the sin I've done
0: because of Jesus. There is power to handle those things. The fall reality is the lies we've believed, the wounds we've received, and the sin we've done can be so overwhelming and so scary if we do not have a God that is big enough to deal with those things. I am not of my own power big enough to heal and restore those things in my life. And for a long time, honestly, in my experience of Christian culture, church culture, I knew that God was big enough to save me Because I heard about Jesus and I believed Jesus and I walked with Jesus and knew that he was big enough to save me, to transfer me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, to the kingdom of the sun he loves. I knew that God could do that because of Jesus. But I was afraid to face the reality of the fall in my life because I did not hear solid teaching on how Jesus' authority and the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of God could actually change the sin I'd done, the lies I'd believed, and heal the wounds I'd received. And so this gospel story is foundational at Re- Original Design Restored because it is in and through this gospel story that we have a God who has made a way and is big enough to make peace with the things that are Indicative of the fall reality in our life. It is only when God is that big that I am brave enough to face the fall in my life because I know he can handle it. Because I can't. I can't do it on my own. I don't have the power to fix what is broken inside of me. I don't have the power to heal the wounds that I've received. I, in my own mental self, cannot undo the lies that I've believed, let alone the patterns that I've created because of those lies I've believed. And I definitely cannot undo the sin I've done on my own. I can try really hard for a while, but I can't completely undo it. In fact, I have this quote from Matt Chandler from a sermon from years and years ago that I love, and I think this is the pinnacle of why the gospel is so significant to life. So let me just read it for a second. He says in a sermon of his from 2006, and I'll put this sermon in the show notes. He says... If you are disciplined enough, you can white-knuckle the outside of your life to look pretty attractive. You can. Church folk have been doing it for centuries. You can, with enough willpower, white-knuckle your outsides to look righteous. But no man can change the soul. No one can change the intentions of the heart, which is why Jesus' teachings were so horrifying. Jesus is going to make it a matter of the heart. I mean, it just nails it. Jesus' teachings are so horrifying and so hopeful because you do not have the power to change yourself and there is one who does. So it is horrifying because you are not able to save yourself. That is terrifying. Your good works, your efforts, your white knuckling, your behavior modification cannot change you fully and definitely cannot reconnect you to God. However. Jesus came, died and rose, and has the power to reconnect you to God and to change what is broken and hurting inside of you. So it is horrifying because you can't do it yourself. And it's really about your heart. It's not just about your actions and behaviors outwardly, what you look like to everyone else around you. It's about what's happening inside of you. That's scary and it's hopeful because there is a way and there is one who is powerful. And he is inviting you. He is offering you a gift to just put your life in his hands and say, okay, I need your help. And he says, okay, then I, I will transfer you into my kingdom. You will belong to my family and I will
1: help you. I will heal I will restore, I will set you free, I will forgive your sins. And I'll
0: keep doing it, I will help you through life ongoing. It's not just this moment of salvation, it is a life in the presence of God, connected with God, with access to the power of God to change. God's power, not that I like own God's power or have some corner on God's power, but God makes his power available to change me. His power comes and interacts with me and changes me. This is the hope of the gospel. This is why the gospel is more than praying a prayer to get to heaven. This is about real time, real life, right now, forever. It is about eternal life, but it is about eternal life starting now with God in this moment as I'm walking on this earth and I get to engage transformation ongoing as I live And I have access to the power of God every day and can live in His presence. The gospel is so powerful. And it is exhausting to live a life where you are white-knuckling your behavior. And I know that because I've lived that. It is exhausting to live a life where you're trying very hard to do good. And it is not the gospel to live that way. It is actually anti the gospel because it's, it's mind blowing that we can believe that Jesus rescues us and that that's a free gift and I do nothing to earn salvation and then turn around and start living, trying really hard to be good. (laughs) It isn't, it isn't meant to be that way. It's, it's, it's almost as though so often as Christians we can believe Jesus for salvation and then feel that it's on us to try so hard to do the right thing for the rest of our lives when he's actually like, no, no, no. The gospel, yes, is that moment of transfer from kingdom of darkness to kingdom of light. Yes, it's salvation. Yes, it's that moment of rescue. And it's also many, many moments of rescue and redemption and restoration as you deal with the reality of the fall over and over again in your life as you face a dysfunction in yourself as you face the lies you've believed the wounds you've received the sin you've done i want to come into those two over and over and over again with the power and presence of god that is the significance of the gospel framework and how it impacts transformation so i would invite you if you have not viewed the gospel that way before if walking with god that has not been your experience and it has been this effort Of behavior modification, and white-knuckling for righteousness, I would invite you to ask God for a paradigm shift. And for him to begin to show you how you engage the gospel story every day, how you engage the gospel story and how you interact with your children, how you engage the gospel story and how you react to difficult circumstances, how you engage the gospel story with that sin that is so ugly to you, but you just keep going back to it. How you engage the gospel story with that wound that is so painful, you don't want to think about it right now. How you engage the gospel story with that lie that has been like a burden over your heart. And there's a sense that it, it, maybe hopefully it's not true, but it has become so dominant in your thinking you don't know how to rid yourself of it. How does the gospel apply to those things? And I'd ask you to invite Jesus to shape and shift your thinking into a paradigm where this gospel reality permeates your life, where you exist in the presence of God ongoingly every day, and where the power of God can be engaged
1: to transform you, where you can look at the effects of the fall in your life with honesty and without fear, because there is a God who is big enough to make peace of those things and to give you a new way. As this episode closes, I would invite you to just sit with God and ask Him for a paradigm shift. I'd invite you to ask Him to begin to show you a little at a time how the gospel is a way of life. That when you follow
0: Jesus, when you've surrendered your life to Jesus and received his gift and this kingdom transfer, that this is the ongoing story of your life then forward. I'd invite you to ask him to make that come alive.